Ain't nobody listening to this shit. All right, welcome back to the Beyond Our Service podcast. Appreciate you guys being here. I am here once again with my good buddy, Steve-O. What's up, man? Hello. I'd ask you how you've been, but to be <laughs> honest, we're recording two of these in the same night, so I will spare what? everyone. That's the magic of podcasting. You're not supposed to say that out loud? No. That's not, that is a known trick, my friend. Doesn't Joe Rogan do like... Yeah. Like three in a day, and his are like three hours each. Dude, yeah, I think he cranks out like, I think it's more than that. I think he cranks out a ton in a week, and then he'll take like a few weeks off. Yeah, because he has to to like fly everybody in and probably put them up and all that stuff. So it's like, yeah, he probably has to have all his ducks in a row. God, he always has such good guests on there. It's you guys like should he's probably famous and everyone wants everyone's beating down his door to get on his podcast. Yeah, you guys should probably just go listen how to that. Easy it would be. Yeah, maybe. Ours is a lot shorter. Yeah. So what do you got? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so we were talking, man. Did you? Uh, are you tracking this Southwest thing? I did see what's going on Southwest Airlines. I did see they had a ton of cancellations. Tell me why. So they had 2,000 flights since Saturday. Today is Tuesday, October 12th. So it was this last weekend. They did more than 2,000 flights were canceled due to um, the left. Essentially, yeah, uh, Biden kind of. It's kind of his fault a little bit. Uh, he, it's the mandate, man. It's it's essentially just they had a lot of they've had a lot of employees push back. They don't want to do a mandate, or they they don't think it's right that they're being mandated to take a vaccine as a private company, um, and they're not a part of the United States government. They don't have government contracts, so that was kind of some of the stuff that we that was put out. Like if you have a government contract, like um, Lockheed Martin. Okay, it's like one of the largest government contracting companies in the United States. Okay, sure, they have to do the same thing as like the the uh, the government has to do. The military, we talked about that, dude. You're not you're in the military. You don't have any rights anymore. You're property of the government. You have to get your vaccine. Sorry, but now, like to see these companies, like I don't. I, I was talking about this yesterday too, and I, and I think we a little bit talked about it. I don't I don't remember. Is this, this has got to be the only time that like private companies are mandating their employees getting a vaccine, right? That aren't in like the health field, like a hospital or doctors, nurses. I know they have to take like the flu. They have to get the flu shot. They have to get certain things, but yeah, I imagine. Mean, just like Google, like, what are you doing? Well, so I read that the CEO of Southwest disagreed with the mandates anyways. So I'm wondering why as a private company, are they forcing a mandate then? If the CEO is like, I don't believe in the mandates. Like, why are they, why are they doing that? If it's causing them this much issues with personnel. That's what I don't understand either. And that like, so I saw that Texas, they have to? I saw that Abbott in Texas yeah. blocked 
any company from mandating the vaccine, but Southwest has already come out and said, we're going to stick to the federal regulation on that because federal guidelines or federal laws trump state laws. But how is Southwest fall under the umbrella of the federal employee mandate? That's what I don't understand. Like, is it just because they are joined with the FAA? But again, you're not an employee of the FAA. I don't, I don't understand that either. And that's what I'm Are you trying looking to it figure up right out. Now? I'm trying that's what to, you, yes. that's what you, that's what you do before the show. Well, it's because we just decided that we're going to talk about this. <laughs> uh, so I don't, and I don't get it. Like you're not making the customers do it. So like I can go on a flight tomorrow and I don't have to have my vaccine. You don't even fly. have to have like proof of a negative test. You, every single person can go through that airport having COVID You're right? and all being asymptomatic. Exactly. So yeah, I don't, I don't know why. I, a, it, I just don't understand why the CEO would be like, I'm, I was totally against this mandate thing. It's like, bro, you're the CEO. Like, are you not at the decision-making level of your company? Yeah. I, that's what I don't, I mean, I can't find anything that says that they have to per the government, like any of the, um, any of the airlines, the major airlines do not have to. United Airlines fired 593 people for not complying with COVID mandate. I don't all get it. All it says here is all major airlines mandate COVID vaccine for employees. So that that's a choice. That's a choice by Southwest then. That sucks. Like I don't get, but you, so even with the vaccine, the point of the vaccine is that you get it so that you, if you get COVID again or get it, then you're not, um, it's not as bad. You're, you're much less likely to have it serious in a serious way and, or seriously get sick or die from it. Although there are people that have died from it despite having the vaccine. No vaccine's perfect. I get that. I'm not maybe necessarily against the vaccine, but I don't understand why as a company I would be willing to fight that against my employees. It like, yeah, it seems I mean, a bit self-inflicted here to where they're probably, if they can't get enough people to you know, get these flights out, like they're going to lose out on so much money. Like it's going to be untenable. Like they're, they're going to have to, I don't know how you, I don't know how you do that. I was talking to you earlier about it though. Like it's wild that nurses and doctors are being fired for not wanting to take the vaccine. But for the first year and a half of, of the pandemic, they were all willingly putting themselves at risk and exposing themselves to this with no protection. And so you get through all of that and they come up with a vaccine and all of a sudden they're like, yeah, but if you don't take it now, then you can't help those people. It's like, well, I'm sorry. Like, would it have been acceptable for me (laughs) to quit my job in the middle, like the starting of a pandemic because you didn't have a vaccine then I went through the whole entire thing unprotected, but willing to help and do my part as a healthcare worker. And now that, now that there is a vaccine out there, like all of a sudden I, I can't not take it. No, and it doesn't make any sense. Um, 
it's such a slap in the face. Like, especially in the beginning, we thought this thing was like crazy deadly, right? Like you thought this thing was legit. And now it turns out it's, it's still bad and it can be really, it's serious and it's, it's very real, but it's not as deadly as we thought. So then did you see the uh, contagious? No, you didn't. You don't care about basketball. The, uh, hell no. The Brooklyn Nets have told Kyrie Irving that he can't play because he's not vaccinated. So the NBA, the NBA came out and said that if any player misses a game because of uh, protocols or because they go into the COVID protocols um, and they're not vaccinated, then they won't get paid for any of the games that they miss. And so now at this point, the Brooklyn Nets have told Kyrie Irving that he just he can't practice or play as long as he's not vaccinated. That's like hmm. that's like a top ten player in the league, and that's yeah. and he's on a I mean, team. I even know who that is. And he's on a team that most people think, if they're healthy, will win the NBA championship. And so, I mean, I said before, NBA is a private company. You know, they can do whatever they want. You know, the players, you can play and get paid. Or you can't, but now it's getting to a point where like businesses are literally like making these decisions at the expense of their employees, at the expense of their customers. Like they're going to, yeah. like, they're putting themselves in precarious financial positions here because you know, Nets fans aren't going to be pissed if like their best player can't play because of this and like ruins their chances of winning a championship. Or Southwest. How many people are going to stop? How many people are so loyal to Southwest? I'm one of them because I just think that they're a yeah. phenomenal airline and the people they hire are fantastic. How many people though are going to like, get, it's going to get to a point where they're like, okay, enough is enough. You hung me out to dry. You canceled my flights. You know, now you've, now you've become unreliable and you're scrambling. Like, I'm just going to look elsewhere now. Like as loyal as people are, like, they can be real fickle real quick when you're messing with their time or their money. Oh God. Yes. Okay. So I do see, I get uh, maybe one thing. So there was a, I'm trying to figure, I'm just trying to wrap my head around like why they would mandate this. So one of the deals that I guess to play devil's advocate, something was brought up that because it's so contagious, they're trying to plan trips and, and have pilots and they're in employees that can fly that are well, and then if they had, so some of it was, some of it is to um, lessen the risk of having a lot of pilots get sick all within like a certain month or whatever. And then they have to cancel a whole bunch of flights because they don't have any pilots that are well, or they don't have enough pilots that are, there's too many that are sick, which I think is kind of ridiculous, but I guess that's one I, kind of flimsy argument as to why they have to yes, mandate it. But here's here's a question then, because if they're if they're all getting vaccinated, that means they're not getting tested anymore. Is that right? Oh, I doubt it. But I'm you sure can still, still get tested. Yeah, well, you can still get you it. You can still get it even if you have the vaccine. You can also spread it. So what is that? Vaccine. So. You're not necessarily lessening the chance of all those pilots getting sick if all of them are around each other, even with the vaccine. They're just lessening their chance of having horrible side effects when they do get it or if they get it, right? 
but would that st- would that statistically change that any any or all of them could still get it at the same rate in which if they're getting consistently tested they would still have to be quarantined or or pulled off of flights i do think that if you i think per the cdc i think if you are vaccinated you do not have to quarantine for near as long i think after like 5 days of no symptoms then you're cleared to go back to work like there's not the two week long like sabbatical thing anymore if you're vaccinated i think um i'm almost positive cuz my dad just recently got it he got covid after he got the vaccine and that's what he was telling me too is that basically if you're not running a fever and you're not like whatever after like 3 or 5 days then you're pretty much considered not contagious and you can like go back to work and you can do whatever you want to do um so i guess that's better and if it lessens it, if it makes you to where you're not so sick and then, you know, you're only sick for, it's like a cold for four days, then that would also help. Uh, it does look like a lot of these airlines though also have, do have government contracts. So it just said that like Delta and a couple others have hundreds of millions of dollars worth of um, federal contracts. I'm assuming to fly like no. military to. No, it's not. It's just because there's like, no, no way, dude. We're just random contracts. What is it? Yeah. Contracts. So where government employees have to travel, those are the airlines they use. Oh, uh, okay. And and again, what so, is that? Okay. Again, how is that relevant? Well, because that's ninety percent big Biden yeah, but, mandate. But ninety percent of the people around them on that flight don't have to have the vaccine. So well, of course not. I mean, it makes no sense. But that's the that's the our genius president that we have going on right now. So that basically, if you are, I getting, don't care that he made a, a contract with the federal government. I don't care that he made a federal you, mandate for federal employees. It's just, it's like anything else. It's like whatever. And anyone that extends to federal employees and companies that have federal contracts or their contracts will be canceled and the government will no longer give you money for those contracts. Yeah. I mean, that that's, is, that is as, as good as mandating it for them. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of money. So it's like, okay, but I don't think it's all airlines, but I do think some, absolutely. It's like, okay, well, are we going to lose $100 million because we're not going to get our employees to, because we're not going to do a mandate? Then in that case, okay, maybe business, that does make business sense. But I don't know. That's weird. What, what makes no sense is if you have, if you're a company like Google or where, whoever, and maybe Google does, but you have no ties whatsoever to the government and you're still requiring it. I mean, there's even stories now that that colleges are requiring it, and supposedly there's a kid out, and I couldn't find it on social media. It's probably on TikTok, and I don't know how to work that thing. But he is essentially he got canned, he got um, kicked out of school, and he is a 100% virtual student. Yeah, that's why. But they just did a blanket <laughs> mandate. <laughs> they did a blanket mandate of you can't come to this school if you're not vaccinated and he like put it on whatever thing he did and is like I'm I don't go to the school I'm I'm do class here at my house and yet they're they're kicking me out of the school they started a vaccine they started doing that at Colorado State right before I graduated they were like if you want to come back I was graduating in the spring they were like if you want to come in person in the fall you have to be vaccinated but at that time I think they were still extending like the virtual opportunity for people. Mm -hmm. If you didn't want to get it, 
but I bet they're probably at the same boat because, and this is what's crazy about that. The school's motive for getting kids on campus is purely money related because the sure. amount of revenues <clears throat> that schools missed out on in a virtual environment was crazy. There were kids at Colorado state who were like, and parents who were emailing in droves. Why are my fees exactly the same for a year that we're completely virtual? Why are we paying for all these facilities that they can't even use and all these technology fees and things, you know, we understand this is temporary, but if I can't use it, why am I paying for it? And we ended up getting like an email back from the president of the school or whoever. And she was just like, we have poured more money into the infrastructure for this all virtual environment. It's cost us way more than running the school in the traditional fashion. You're like, absolutely not. Like I watched all my professors like in their basements with no pants on, I'm sure teaching these classes on their laptop webcam. Like you're not going to sit here and tell me that that costs you more money than to have all the workers and facilities opened on campus. You're bleeding money because you're not getting revenues of parking, of food, of the student store, of all that stuff, all of the people living on campus and being around it. But don't sit here and tell me that. And so that was the, that's the biggest motivation for schools to mandate that and say, get your butts back on campus because we're bleeding cash right now. So I just pulled up an article that said that Michigan, the University of Michigan anticipates see if I can see when this was, this was April of 2020. So this was at the beginning. I would like to see if that actually came true. Said they anticipated losing 400 to 400 million to 1 billion in the year of 2020 across the three campuses uh, due to like kids not going to school. You know how that had to be so, that had to majority be related to football the amount of revenue they right. lost on on football games and arbor you're talking about the biggest stadium in the US over 100,000 people going to 6 7 college football games that year that alone probably funds their entire sports program oh absolutely i remember at oklahoma state even in like one of our stupid marketing classes it said that most colleges d1 colleges the only sport that pays for itself or actually brings in more revenue to help pay for other sports is football if it's a D1 school. I think college basketball probably, if you're a powerhouse. Yeah, and some of the big can do that. Some of the bigger can do yeah. that consistently. But yeah, no, that's 100% true. But yeah, I'm sure the majority of revenue lost at a school like Michigan was football. Colorado State, no, they're not losing that much money not having football. No. Come on. No. But yeah, I agree with you, man. I think if you're not there, you're not paying the fees, you're not paying all the stuff, then you know they're going to lose money. But yet most people were still being charged for those um, fees and the upkeep of the building. And so all that tuition was still going towards towards that. So I think it's kind of nuts. Coronavirus be crazy. Yeah, I just thought it was hilarious like that she sent that and said, like, we've spent so much more money for your teachers to stay home and Zoom in their basements with you. Like, get the hell out of here. <laughs> yeah, I could see some smaller schools and maybe that like that really were mostly just in person. They don't they don't have a huge presence. I get, I could see some of them struggling uh with that and having to like rebuild some like internet infrastructure so that their their college can't like like dude, D1, if you're a division 1 or division 2 college like Colorado State, Colorado, any of these big bigger universities, there's no way in hell 
you didn't already have the capability of doing that. It's, it's hard too. Cause like you got kids drawing student loans, knowing that they have to pay these back. Like every dollar does matter, but even yeah. still, like you don't have a choice at the end of the day, right? Like their college is going to charge you what they're going to charge you. I would have felt better if they would have sent a letter saying, we don't want to fire any of our staff. We don't want to furlough people. We don't want to impact the whole yeah. Colorado state family to be able to provide for their family. So we're going to keep fees what they are just for this year. And hopefully we can tough it out so that everybody, you know, that we don't have to negatively impact all these people. I would have been like more, way more okay if they had just said something like that, because I'm sure that had an impact on it too, because they, I mean, they did, I think, I don't think they laid off anyone throughout that time. And that's great. Sure. But just like, <clears throat> so sh yeah, it's, it's Shoot it straight. <laughs> right. You've been watching Lasso? Oh, of course I've been watching Lasso. We just finished the uh, finale two days ago. God bless you. We it, finished it Friday. It finally it made sense why Nate was getting so salt and peppered there. <laughs> Dude, what the hell happened to that guy's hair? All right, there'll be spoilers on this for Lasso. So turn off. Yeah, if you show. haven't seen it yet. If you plan on watching one, if you haven't already seen the, the end of season two, what the hell are you doing? Stop everything and go finish it. Well, now they're all out, right? So it did annoy me that they, yeah, didn't, they, just, all that they didn't just drop the whole season. Like, I get it. Yes. It saved me from, from binging it all in one day and then feeling really sad that it was over. <laughs> yeah yeah but in between waiting week to week i was pissed i was like what what is this this is not normal cable tv anymore like drop the whole season but dude it was they had some different episodes on season two <laughs> <laughs> all right so which you want to just get it out in the open what did you think of episode nine which is the beard episode coach Be dude it was <laughs> it was so weird but it was hilarious. Yes. See, thank you. I thought it was really funny. It was definitely very weird. It was a weird feeling, and it. But I kind of liked it. I liked the. You got to see the. You know, he's a weird dude. Yeah, beard is and, weird, and so they. Yeah. They basically just showed, and plus that loss just like hit him hard, and so yeah, that was just him going out on like a crazy, crazy night. Hey. Pulled an Urban Meyer, and he's like, I'm not going back with the team. I uh, was going out to the clubs. Yeah, he sure did. Yeah, I thought it was – I mean, I thought that one was good. It got way deeper in this season. Like, obviously, yes, did. the arc of Ted, like, dealing with his divorce got heavy. And then mm -hmm. when the therapist came in, obviously talking about stuff with his dad, too. But, like, I thought every episode they did such a good job of like, even as 90% of the episode was really deep and emotional, they still had enough of the funniness in there to keep it like upbeat enough. I completely agree with you. Um, I've had a lot of my friends sell it. They weren't as happy with it. They didn't think it was as good as the first season. It was too deep. It was too emotionally deep and the, they got too deep in each of the characters, but I like that. I think, I think you don't have a choice. I think you're going to have to, unless you're going to do a show that's just like 
like what Seinfeld, we do in the shadows, where there's like no really very little depth to each character. Like right, like they they don't go into huge backstories of like each character, and you just but it's not that kind of show. They renewed it for two seasons right off the bat, so they're gonna rewrite. So you know you gotta make you gotta make it two seasons worth of stuff. And so how do you do that without just, I mean, yeah, the first season's great, but I do, I agree. I think the second season was really good. It was still funny. And, and yet it still had, it had a couple episodes that were pretty freaking heavy. I mean, that one with him and his dad talking about his dad and, um, the owner of the, yeah, the funeral. Yeah. At the funeral, that's all one episode. That's a pretty heavy freaking episode, except it was still pretty damn funny, uh, in certain areas. So, yeah, if you would have, if, well if season one would have been exactly kind of how season two was, except it's just them trying to get back promoted to the Premier League, and then, mm-hmm. and then through any of like the good or bad, like Ted is just impeccably happy, and like that would have felt cheesy. Season one recreated in season two with a few different storylines would have seemed too cheesy to me, and I think it would have been too redundant. I think it would have been, I mean, I think they did a decent, the only thing I don't, I wish they would have done because my favorite episode when in season one was when Ted Lasso got mad at Jamie about practice that he was hurt and he couldn't practice and he kind of loses it. Like he kind of loses his temper. He's not happy and go get like, he gets mad and like showed real emotion. And that I love that. It fired me up, but that was awesome. So I kind of like mad Ted Lasso every once in a while. So I was kind of hoping he'd come back out, like when the Jamie's dad came in. I was kind of hoping wasn't he'd that, just clock him. Wasn't that his alter ego? Well, <laughs> is that Led Tasso? Is that what they call Led it? Tasso? Yeah. <laughs> Led Tasso was like, but he's like a goofball, and he's like making fun of everybody, and he's being, he's trying to be mean. But like when he genuinely got mad at Jamie, that was awesome. Yeah. And I was, I really thought he was going to do that when Jamie's dad comes in. He's all like and he's drunk and he's talking shit to Jamie and the team and Jamie ends up punching him. I thought I was really hoping Ted would just kind of lose it on him. Yeah. And when you have, yeah, but when you have that deep of a moment and then Roy comes over and hugs Jamie after that, almost, almost just to be like, I get why you are the way you are. Yeah. You were like, wow, that was a really deep and like nasty exchange. And like you could see how much it hurt Jamie, and then for Roy to be the one to come over and hug, and you were like, "All right, you got it." Damn, like yeah, that you was feel perfect. Good. That's that the... was perfect. That was the perfect the... in a like such a little thing in a very like difficult scene to watch that still made you walk away from that like oh, they still got it. Yeah, exactly, man. That was what I always told her. I'm like, "Do you, but she's like, well, that one wasn't as funny, or the the Coach Beard one was weird. I'm like, yeah, but do you feel good? After the show, like, did you feel good about yourself to a degree? It's like, yeah, that's the, that's the genius of this damn show. Is it every time you watch it, you get to the end, you're like, nah. So Nate, good about right. life right now. Let's talk about the arc of Nate because the whole season they they set this up from the beginning when he was just like 100 percent, where the the new equipment dude was just his punching bag, yeah, and then he gets some success as a coach and get some recognition and then yep. somehow it, which is it's hilarious, right? Player. Which it's hilarious at the end because when he, when Ted finally confronts him, but Ted is assuming that Nate's going to admit that he was the anonymous source mm-hmm. say that he had the panic attack. You were like, all right, 
this is where he's going to spill it. And he just like lit in to Ted about how he ignored him and about how he took all the credit and how like he just shit all over, you know, him the whole season. Yeah, he or was full of shit. And I was just like, dude, your face was on the newspapers. You were the one being called the wonderkin. Like you, he was like, he just became delusional. And it well, was him. Thing, I like, think it's him. Like, like, I don't know. I think it's his dad messed him up. Nate's dad is, is a lot of the reason because Nate desperately yeah. wants the attention that he's not getting from his dad. He can't impress his dad no matter what. And somehow Ted, like, I don't know, gave him everything he needed, but he's not his dad. So he like has grown to resent him for it. Like, dude, it's a crazy. It's, I think he, and it's like, he kind of forgets hit where he forgot where he came from and he, starts to, to kind of his ego gets fed by the the media and his ability to coach and whatever else or like the call that he made and he becomes the wonder kid and so that that started to really feed it but i mean i mean they did it in a funny way in certain ways like with the the suit that ted lasso bought him because <laughs> <laughs> every time somebody be like oh is that the, oh uh, here's the suit that ted bought, bought you he's like i have other suits it's, it was it's the, my suit. Yeah, it was he the, bought it, but I, it's mine. It was the equipment kid. He came. He's like, I have uh, the dry cleaning from the suit Ted Lasso bought you. <laughs> <laughs> like that was those little, even like in those moments where you're kind of wanting to punch Nate in the face, that they would sprinkle that in, which always made me laugh. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's amazing because uh, my sister or Renee was rewatching some of those first episodes, and dude, you forget like. He Nate was the guy was the equipment manager that the owner didn't even know his name. No, no, and he was no one knew his Nate name. the Great. Yeah. And Ted is the one who made him a coach and brought him from nothing. Yeah, and yet it's still at the very end. It's he blames and sees Ted as the reason why no one looks and sees him. They all just look and see that Ted is just awesome, yeah. and everybody gives Ted credit, and he's not getting anything, and his ego just gets way out of control. And his hair changes color. He goes to full white. When he turns around yeah. and like is the manager of that for the you know the uh -huh. the team that Rupert bought, yeah. I was like, okay, it makes sense. He was graying all throughout the season. It's like a president. Like when you do the first year versus the fourth year, like that was yeah, the end yeah, of that. Yeah. What what part made you laugh the most on this season? I'll tell you mine. Oh, shit. Mine was definitely when they were doing the choreography to end sync <laughs> for the goodbye for the therapist, dude, when, when Ted leaves and then beards like, let's run it again. And they do it just like, <laughs> and he just stops and he's just like, that was it. And they all just go crazy. I was, <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, that was dude. That was so funny. Uh, I, I think mine, some of the hardest I think I laughed was, um, and it may have no. It was the one scene mainly was um, Kent's Roy Kent's niece's uh, bad breath, oh, yeah. and Keely starts dry heaving, and he's like, "Oh, Keely!" And then she's like, "I'm sorry, I'm so, I'm so sorry." And then I'm trying not to, but and then he <laughs> he smells it and he's like, mm. like." <laughs> I have been in men's locker rooms my entire life. <laughs> and that is some of the worst I've ever smelled. 
Yeah, like that cool. was so that that whole scene just and then all of that was great. Are I they? That. Oh that yeah. By the way, are they? They like they're done, right? I mean, that was so. I don't think so. I think I, that was oh, a breakup, man. I think that was. I, I was, so I was kind of hoping goodbye. they would show them again, but obviously they're not going to. See, all right. So here's the thing, though, that I've noticed about the show. So they lead you in one direction on purpose, because I thought Ted Lasso was dating was. He was yes. the blind date. Oh my for gosh. The I thought owner, that right? for the first three episodes. Yeah. And they kept showing you they were on their phones at the same time. Like they did that on purpose. And then they That's throw fair. you this crazy curveball. So I think like the curveball started and I got, I even told her, I was like, I'm so disappointed that they went into this super obvious direction. Uh, Jamie? when Jamie told Keely that he loved her. And, that I'm like, damn it! Like, so everybody, so you saw think that coming? So you think she's gonna leave Roy for Nate? Then that would be the unobvious, obvious choice. That would be ultimate. The yeah, kiss, or Rupert. He's like the she kiss. Like there, was, Rupert. there was something about that kiss in a not Ted yeah, Lasso suit that got me. Rapidly graying hair. <laughs> um, I think so. It could go there. No, they're done. I, I mean, it really could. No, or because I thought they were done when. Like they led the whole thing, like with the teacher and all the stuff, like that they were done. And then Jamie basically's like, "Hey, look, I'm not. I'm sorry, it wasn't me. I I shouldn't have done that. That was stupid." And then he's like, "Are we breaking up?" She's like, "No." And they kiss, and then and she starts telling him that she loves him. So I don't know. I I think that maybe they've kind of like, "Oh yeah, they're done," and then they're not done because they kind of are an awesome couple. So they're done, dude. That was I don't want them to be done. He said, like, he said like three times, like, are we breaking up? And she's like, I think you should go on the trip and come back in six weeks. Like that was the, we're done, but I, no one wants to say it. And then in that amount of time, you're going to accept it. And then six weeks, you're going to come back. Sure. And then like, you know, we don't have to confront, we don't have to confront it. Maybe. I don't know though. That just seems too, I don't know. They'll just it seems too obvious. It seems too like negative of a outcome. I think he's too good of a like a person to her and she's too awesome. I don't know that they're going to do that. I think they might keep them together. And maybe she thinks he breaks up and then she, but she, I don't know. I don't know. Dude, when the, uh, when the Nigerian dude just lost his shit, <laughs> when Sam, when Sam said he wasn't going to go, he just threw a two year old tantrum. That was just epic. <laughs> yeah, it was so good. When he was choking out the mannequin with no head, <laughs> all to the ground, slowly to the ground, and then starts uh, shitting on it like with his hand motionings. Oh my god, it was so good. It's like, so how did he take it? Not well. <laughs> he didn't take it well. <laughs> oh, that was that was a thing of beauty. Yeah. So I'm sure uh, season three will take far too long to come out. Oh man, it'll be next summer, and. It's just such a great show. I'm glad. Did you see the? Uh, I didn't see the Emmys, but I guess they won a ton of Emmys. Did you see the Coach Beard wore the like the star pants? Did he from the episode? That's awesome. To the Emmys, yeah. So I guess like I don't know. I have an employee that looks just like him, and I keep trying to tell him to like he needs to dress up as Coach Beard for Halloween, but he won't do it yet because I'll buy those pants for him. 100%. Can't be that expensive. 
All right, buddy. All right, man. Well, that's it. That's Ted Lasso season two. I hope you guys, y'all need to go check it out. It was awesome. And honestly, um, nothing we just said, if you haven't watched it, makes the show any less worth watching, like at all. No, not at all. We did we did spoil pretty much everything about it, but um, it's still some worth of it, it. Like, because the some way of they it get to it is just awesome. Some of it is still like subjective and up in the air. It's it's a lot of it's still like interpretive as far as where it's going to go for the season three. Oh yeah, absolutely. Where it's going to go for season three, I, I'm very interested. I'm glad Rupert's going to be back because I loved hating him. He's such a douche. So. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Well, enjoy your vacay, buddy. Yeah, man. Uh, you too? All right. End it. Drop it. Send it. This has been the Beyond Our Service podcast. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, review, tell your friends all about us. This show can be found everywhere major podcasts are available. And if you'd like to reach out, please head over to beyondourservice.com and let us know what you think or find out how you can be a part of the show. See you next time.